Hello, and welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show, and we're your hosts. I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Dr. Sakisha, and our mission is to help educate, empower, and encourage couples in three key areas. We help couples to develop more effective communication skills. We also help them gain a greater control of their finances so they're no longer living paycheck to paycheck. And finally, we help them to establish a greater level of intimacy. Make sure you tune into our broadcast with other transparent couples from around the world every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on the Love Love Radio Radio Network. Welcome to the Marriage Can Win Show. We are your relationship experts. I'm Eric, and this is my wife, Dr. Sakisha. Here at Marriage Can Win, we educate, we empower, and we encourage couples to embrace that marriage can win, especially when you focus on three key areas, improving your communication skills, (laughs) uh, developing your money management skills so you're not living paycheck to paycheck, and enhancing your intimacy skills. Now, we like to invite all of you, plus your family members, to join the show, join the broadcast. Now, let us know what city and state that you're, you're viewing from. And if you have any questions, go ahead and put it in the chat so we can ask our, our guests. Now, we are so excited. Make sure that you stay connected with us on Instagram and Twitter under Marriage Can Win. And tonight, we're so excited. You know what, Marriage Can Win, we love, love, love connecting you with experts in their fields that can help ed- educate, empower, and encourage couples. And we have a dynamic couple joining us this evening, and we are so excited. We have a powerhouse of entrepreneurs, and we're going to be diving deep into the topic, Do It Afraid. We know this is a new normal for couples. We know there's a shifting in households yes. and things aren't as they usually are, but we know that change is okay. Sometimes you really need to transition into what God has for you. So sometimes you just have to do it afraid. And the couple that's with us tonight is going to help encourage you to do it afraid. Joining us on this evening are going to be Stan and Sharice Richards. It's a powerful couple. They are entrepreneurs and they are redefining what it means to be successful. Both of them, well, Sharice is a DC native, and early on in life, she knew she was not going to follow the status quo. She excelled in school and she received her degrees in computer science. Her focus and her dedication to her career allowed her to go from an IT specialist to software sales engineer, almost quadrupling her salary in less than five years. How many of you know that's an amazing accomplishment? However, this success was short-lived. There was a sudden layoff that forced her to reevaluate her life and motivated her to act differently. Now, we are super excited. She has her husband, Stan Richards, with her this evening. They both realized really quickly they wanted more out of life. And after spending years upon years of trading hours for dollars, they began a career in the direct sales industry and quickly rose to the top of the company. But in under two years, they were both able to retire from their six-figure income jobs and focus on their family and build their business full-time. Now, how many of you know sometimes there are things or shifts that take place in the business realm that cause us to have to shift our minds, shift our thinking? And this dynamic couple did just that. Together, Stan and Sharice travel all across the country speaking on the importance of being healthy, wealthy, and wise. Now, they've been featured in magazines, received numerous awards they've put out. They're authors, and we're going to give them the opportunity to share all of that information with you on this evening. But I am so excited and so ready to dive down deep into the conversation with Stan and Sharice. Welcome to the Marriage Can Win live show. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having us this evening. Yes, it is an honor. So we appreciate you guys inviting us to be in the conversation. Okay, so I'm going to ask, the first question is that I we normally want to find out, how long have you guys been married? Oh, so we're going to be celebrating um, 20 years. 
He's got hesitated. <laughs> We're going to be celebrating 20 years in August. Um, so we are um, excited about that. We have two boys. One is 18, just finished up his freshman year in college. And then the other one is 14. He's going to be heading into um, high school um, in the fall. Yes. Oh, okay. So now you have... Um... I want you to share with us. You've done so many dynamic things. You have to excuse me. I struggle with asthma. <laughs> Tell us, what was your aha moment um, that got you um, going from the bus to the Bentley? Well, here's what happened with me. Um, back in 2005, I always, I always say that change happens two ways. It, it either comes from repetition or from a traumatic impact. And for me, guys, in 2005, it was a traumatic impact. It was around December of 2005 when my brother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and it really changed my life because at that point, I began to uh, look at the way I was living. Sharice uh, and I was blessed with two full-time jobs. I was a bus operator in DC, uh, working 80 to 100 hours a week, six mm -hmm. to seven days a week to make the six-figure uh, income. But what I didn't have was time uh, with my family, uh, my wife and kids. So when, when my brother got sick, I really began to uh, pray and ask God to send something my way. And starting the first of the year in 2006, you know, I began to open my mind up for uh, different opportunities. And that's when we were exposed to the industry. Now, you know what's amazing? When we first started talking, we started talking about the fact that you guys were able to transition from your six-figure jobs to entrepreneurship. And you, you shared a little bit about what happened with your brother. Now, what piece of advice would you have for those couples that say, maybe facing that same situation? They find themselves in a place where a transition happened like this new normal where jobs, you know, job may not be as secure as we anticipated they would be. And they have to start to look to reinvent themselves. What piece of advice would you have for couples that might be facing that same situation? Well, what, what I would say is, you know, um, you know, nothing is promised, but, but God and his promises. Those are only two things that's promised. So what I would say is to make your move because you never know when the clock is, the time is going to run out. So, you know, whatever you're fearing to do, I mean, just keep in, we must always keep in mind that I always say that, our, you know, our DNA is perfect because it's God's spirit. So mm -hmm. that desire, that burning desire that we have inside is just our intuition and, and the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit telling us, that we should be moving to, towards that direction. And of mm -hmm. course, fear is holding us back, but right beyond that fear is where your success lies. So whenever mm -hmm. I experience fear, I begin to move towards the fear versus retreating from the fear. Because you know, mm -hmm. um, our, most people that are watching, um, they're like, yeah, I would love to start a business. But the thing is, you gotta have a mindset shift because going from corporate America, having that safety of getting a check every two weeks or, uh, you know, every uh, however they get paid, it's a constant check and you got benefits to switch to where basically you become a hunter. You got to go out and kill and you eat what you kill. That's right. You know, so that's a big mind shift. Yeah. And so you got to change that mindset from that day to day to entrepreneur. So can you give some tips to our viewers of what kind of, how can you make that transition? Yeah, no, I can speak firsthand to that because back in 2002, I was laid off in corporate America and mm -hmm. it was a wake up call for me because what I realized in that moment, having, you know, we were newly married, we were starting our families. So our lifestyle depended on two incomes. But what I realized was that I never wanted my income to be based on somebody else's decision because corporate America just made a decision that my services were no longer needed. And so in that moment, and I believe we're in similar moments, similar times right now where it's a shift and we have an opportunity to make a decision 
that can completely change our lives. And so I believe the first step is just making a decision. Like I decided I did not want my income to be based on corporate America or some other person. Right. And then the other thing was that I needed to start, you know, surrounding myself with other people who were having success, started, you know, being a student of entrepreneurship, being a student of the industry, because I realized I didn't have the tools like I was I was working, but I had I had the desire. So I think that when you make that decision, you have that burning desire and then you can begin to make what I'm calling right now, like in this season that we're in quantum moves in quarantine. I am also all too comfortable or all too familiar about that getting laid off because <laughs> yeah. I had a, a six figure uh, sales engineer position, when I, which I loved. I could work from home and I traveled to the clients. I did presentations and I worked on million dollar deals all the time. And so until, I, you know, that end of that quarter, when I thought I was getting a promotion, <laughs> I found out they cut the whole team in half. My director was getting laid off. Oh, my goodness. So I'm so I'm understanding exactly how that feels. And like I said, I'm too familiar with it. But then uh, I've always had that entrepreneurship. So I quickly turned it back right into the entrepreneurship and, and said, hey, you know what? We're not going to get caught with our pants down anymore. We're going to have multiple streams of income. Right. And so, and then my wife had a similar situation with her. She had, you know, you know, health challenges. Right. And so. But you know what? Why don't we speak to those couples where you may have one that has that entrepreneurial spirit and the other one that doesn't. Right. And that in and of itself may That's be a challenge because yes. I'll be the first to admit while he was all, he was comfortable with flowing from, corporate America to entrepreneurship, I was different. I was reluctant. I just saw seven, I just saw six figure income out the window and I was thinking right. the mounting of bills. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about college because yeah. a lot of times couples don't necessarily plan for that unexpected. They don't. <laughs> so what um, tips or strategies would you suggest to those couples where you may have one that has that entrepreneur bug and they're ready to just take it and run with it? But the other one may not be as enthusiastic about that. Yeah, well, I think that every I think you need a plan, right? I think you you definitely need some type of um, financial plan, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that we're super passionate about. But I mean, that was us, right? Sam was more entrepreneurial than I was. Um, I was corporate, you know. I went to college and got the degrees, and so I was climbing that corporate ladder. Um, but let me tell you this, what I, what I will say, and Eric, I'm sure you can relate to this. I believe that life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Yes. Right. But, yes. but you know, with, with the husband and wife, right. You got to understand that you're, you're individuals, right. With individuals, the desires. And so for a long time, Stan was the, the entrepreneur. He was the one that even saw the opportunity in the industry that we were embarking upon. Wow. I was like, we're going to do what? We, we started <laughs> business. Yeah, can you tell a story real quick? It was, it was so funny. It started right here in our house in our basement. And what we were marketing back then in 2006, it was a uh, video technology that was on okay. phones, house phones. And I, I had Googled voice over IP and I knew it was the way of the future. And yeah. so when I, when it went, when, it was presented to me. I looked at it and I was like, well, you know what? In 10 years, we're going to have video on our phones. So let's just get in. And I told Sharice and she was like, no, I'm going back and get my master's degree. I said, for what? We're going to be rich. There you go. Well, because I was so excited about this opportunity, embrace this opportunity. And she wanted to go back to college. But I thank God that she, she you know, we worked it out and, and, and we moved forward in the industry and it all worked out well. She I did get her master's too. I did get my master's degree. But let me just say this. I think that for couples, mm -hmm. you have to support each other. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like, you know, God gives us, a, each of us, visions. He gives us dreams. And what burdens us so much, because we see it a lot in business, because we work closely together, where one spouse is out front and the other one is kind of, you know, laying back. But when, what I'm always confused by is the couple or the spouse that's not supporting 
the person that they love, yeah. right? As long as they're not making foolish decisions, they're not putting the family in jeopardy, and you guys come up with a shared vision and a shared plan for the money you're gonna spend, the risks you're going to take, it, you have to support yeah. your spouse. And to do anything other than that, I think is, is crazy. Yeah, and, and let, let me let me just add this really quickly. And it was so funny when we embarked in the industry. You know, keep in mind I was a I was a bus operator. You know, high school educated, um, never spoke in front of people, never did a presentation, so I could barely even speak. And 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 Sharice used to, you know, her mother and them used to laugh at my presentation all the time. <laughs> she really helped me in that area. She really lifted me up in that area. To help me to become a better speaker, and in turn, I'm, I was always the extrovert, and I helped her to become from an introvert to an extrovert. Extrovert, so it ended up being a win-win. And I think what you're saying is really important. How, as a spouse, it's important to to see your other your spouse's uh, strengths and speak to them and encourage them. And there could be some areas in which they may not be as strong, but you balance them out, and that's really, really important during these times. And I thank God for my husband because he was the one that said, you know what, you really need to let's consider this entrepreneurial space. And he had to break it down. And and it's really important because look at where we are now, right. whether yeah. I wanted to receive it or not. We are in a posture now. We're ready or not. God's like, hey, ready or not. It's time to shift. And it makes it that much easier in your relationship when you have that support because you can't operate in fear. Fears, false right. evidence appearing real. You've got to operate in faith. And like my husband, I don't know how much he really he didn't really share, but this transition time was not a planned one. It was one in which, you know, you know how you feel that nudge, like it's time to shift, it's time to transition. And I kept fighting it because I was like, no, nah, no, nah, God, not yet. No, nah, not yet. And then finally, God's like, okay. When I found myself on the floor at my job and the ambulance was having to come and get me scary <laughs> and times. scary time. And fortunately, God had worked it out where my husband just happened to be in town because he was living in Miami when I was living in Orlando. And when he ha we had to make that phone call to say, hey, your wife has passed out. She's oh, on the oh. floor. I was like, OK, God, I got you. I'm not going to fight anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> and I started to be more receptive. But it's important to have those conversations. You know, he had been planting those seeds for quite some time. And yeah. I started to say, hey, you know, a lot of times are we really prepared for what we pray for? I've yeah. been telling God for the longest. I love working with couples. I, you know, it's exhausting. I, I love doing it, but doing it after working 14 hour days back to back to back, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was giving my best to some of my couples and I wanted to do better. And I kept saying, okay, God, I'd love for the opportunity just to be able to serve them wholeheartedly. Well, right. guess what? That opportunity presented itself. It just didn't come packaged the way I thought it was going to come packaged. Right? It's a blessing to have a husband say, you know what? Now, instead of working with couples part time, we can transition full time. And it was a blessing in disguise. You know, there's always a defining moment. Now, yeah. And this is we say this a lot. It's a defining moment in relationships and our lives. And we had both together. Because we have been married now, um, going on 22 years, and been together 26 years, which is pretty much half my life. <laughs> but yeah, during our defining moment in our relationship is when we birthed our first book out, which is called Marriage Can Win. And what we did is we took from our experiences, we find the three biggest issues that causes uh, a division in your relationship, which is communication, finance, and sex. And so what we did is we came up with all the strategies and tools to overcome um, that, that great divide. And we have became specialty. We, we specialize in all those different areas. And so that's what we had to do was to reinvent ourselves. So we yeah. got the trainers. We got the John Maxwell certifications, the life coach certifications, the marital uh, facilitators. We're licensed financial services advisors. Um, and so we learned, we had to reinvent ourselves from um, to be able to thrive in our businesses versus, you know, really trying to stay in corporate America. Right. And so um, that's that mindset. Yeah. And that's that reinventing of yourselves, you know, from corporate America to entrepreneurship.
So Sharice, did you have an aha moment? Because I know Stan was sharing with us a little bit at the beginning. Did you have a specific aha moment in business where you just said, you know what? This is not working for me. This is not ultimately who God called me to be. Well, I would say that uh, because I was new to entrepreneurship, you know, background in IT, um, starting in this industry of direct sales with no experience, it took me, it took me a minute to really figure out my voice. Okay. And I will say that because Stan was the one who was, you know, in front of the room. He had personality. He had the jokes. And for a long time, I would look at images of success and what I thought success looked like, what I thought success talked like and behaved like. And an aha moment for me was when I realized was that wasn't working. I couldn't tell a joke like Stan. I couldn't. <laughs> like this person, you know, so I had to really, really take some time to figure out what my voice was and get comfortable in my own skin. And that was some reinventing of myself, right? Because the person I am today is not the same person I was when we made the decision to get started in entrepreneurship in 2006. So it took some redefining of myself. It, it mm -hmm. took self-discovery. It took transformation. And that process took me several years. You know, I tell people I'm not a, a fast learner, but I'm a thorough learner. And when I get it, I got it. So it took me a minute to get it. But when I got it, then I was able to create the lasting success that I wanted in my own skin authentically for myself. You know what? And it's it's funny, as you're talking, I'm seeing the comments coming through and um and I'm looking at a lot of the comments. Stan and Sharice are great trainers. Yes, Stan and Sharice shift. And everyone is, you know, they're they're actually they're echoing you. They're saying, hey, you guys are a dynamic couple. So isn't it amazing to see where you were versus where you are now? And I would encourage other couples do the same. Be connected with with other like-minded couples that weren't afraid to step out on faith, to launch, to reinvent themselves and be willing to do something different. And to realize like we had to learn, we had to complement one another. Cause Eric, when he has one of those magnetic personalities, like he says, Stan has, <laughs> he could tell a joke. He can do, you know, all kinds of things. And I'm just standing there like, okay, <laughs> okay. Right. I, you know, but I had to find my own voice. Yeah. And then walk into who God was calling me to be. And sometimes that's not an easy task. It's very easy to, to fall in your mate's shadow. But he would call sometimes he'd be like, No, now you do it. You've got to do this. You can lead this. And he would just kept pushing me to, yeah. to step out of my comfort zone. And sometimes you find everything you need is going to be outside of the realm of your comfort zone. So since we're talking about doing it afraid, let's talk about stepping outside of our comfort zones a little bit. Well, you know, um, from one of our previous shows, I always was able to say when we talk about individuals and couples mm -hmm. is that now, instead of tearing each other's uh, other down, we have to build each other up no matter where we are in our life. Because, mm -hmm. you know, one of us may be having a hard time or we may be trying to develop a new skill. That's when the other one has to build each other up yeah. and um, instead of tearing each other down because you're 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 a team. Yeah. And you're not uh, in competition with each other. Right. Your so you're as good as each other. Um, you know, not the weaknesses, but the the strengths. And then you help each other in the weaknesses yeah. as a team. That's a that that's yeah. one of the things that we learned very early on. Mm -hmm. Our brand love and business was all about showing other couples how you can build a successful business together. And the beautiful thing about pushing each other and stepping outside of your comfort zone is that you get to get good feedback and positive reinforcement and, you know, and be supported by the person that you love the most. Right. And so yeah. you should trust their feedback when they say, ah, oh, you know what, that wasn't your best move. You don't have to feel offended because, you know, they're coming from a genuine place of love. Right. And then when when they're supporting you and saying, you know, get out there, you can do it. You know, it's coming from a genuine place. They watched you right. grow and they know that you're ready. And so I've always said that it's a beautiful thing when you're in business with your spouse 
and you guys get to, you know, strengthen each other. Mm -hmm. You get to support each other. You get to fill in those gaps, right? Because where he's strong, when, you know, I'm weak, when I'm weak, he's strong or vice versa. When he's weak, I'm stronger. So, you know, those areas, we get to complement each other, support each other and build an even stronger foundation and empire because two are better than one. Absolutely. (laughs) Now, one of the things I was thinking about, well, it said that you guys embrace the notion of being in love and in business and happily confess that you can have it all. So let's speak to those couples and just encourage them. Why, why they should understand and embrace the fact that they can have it all, that they don't have to settle. Well, the thing is, I, I would say, you know, um, for me is, you know, becoming, why not? And, you know, for me, becoming a, a better listener. You know, um, I remember my mom teaching me years ago that to always embrace change, nothing stays the same. And That is so true because, you know, coming up in August, 20 years of marriage, I can't love my wife the way I loved her 20 years ago. We have have all both uh, grown and evolved and we're different people today. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to love her the way she needs to be loved versus the way that I need to be loved. I learned to be a better listener, right? I learned to honor her wisdom. So Mm -hmm. instead of me, you know, I look at everything, we look at everything like as a as, as a team, as a couple, like Eric said earlier, when we first started out working together in entrepreneurship, you know, we were making a lot of money and I was, you know, a, you know, I was making all kinds of bad investments. Okay. And because she trusted my judgment, you know, and say, okay, I'm gonna trust you, go do it. And I was making some bad investments. And what I learned from that, Okay, and what God showed me is to always honor her wisdom because mm-hmm. she can see things mm-hmm. in people that I can't see. Yes, you know, and that's what makes us so strong. And and, and what people, what what couples need to understand, you can't have it all because you got four eyes, four ears, two brains. Yeah. So you you need to look at that as an asset. Coming to the table. And you can have it all, but not all at once. Right. So then it becomes a matter of prioritizing. So for us, starting out in business, we had goals for ourselves. We had a shared vision for where we wanted to take the family, where we wanted to take the vision. I mean, the business. And then we had individual goals. We had individual business. I mean, visions. But then we said we set priorities because, you know, God first and then it's us the kids and then business. And so we had to make sure that we were prioritizing what was important to us. And so I think that's so key because you guys know when you're in business, that balance can be way off. Yeah. If you're not careful, then you can sacrifice something that's important to you, but you're not giving it the sufficient attention and then it falls away and you look up like, how do we get here? Right. And so you have to set those priorities and be very intentional about staying committed to family time to, you know, so we, we involved our kids. Our kids were very young when we started in business. They were four and six months old. So in the beginning, we, we involved them in the business. And so now, you know, they, they understand business and, you know, they're excited to join us even more as they get, you know, more mature um, and older. So, um, you know, just having those priorities and sticking to those commitments, when you do that and have a vision, mm-hmm. then you can have it all, but not all at one time. <laughs> That's And you know what? You hit the nail on the head because that was one of the things that I wanted to ask about. How do you balance it all? When we read your bios, we see 
the books that you've written, we see the, the nonprofit, we see that you've worked at corporate America, we see that you've excelled in, in sales. So my, yeah. my question was going to be, how do you balance it all? Because a lot of times as, as couples in business, uh, we wear so many hats, you know, this, this day, you know, you're wearing your mom hat one moment, your entrepreneur hat, oh, then your marketing hat, you know, then when you're taking care of the family, it could be the chef, it could be almost like the chauffeur driving the kids around, and then you won't still want to spend quality time were there certain boundaries that you had to establish in order for for all of this to to work seamlessly yeah, yeah that's that's the that's the key word boundaries right mm -hmm. so we, first of all we knew what what roles each of us played okay. right as as husband and wife as mom and dad again those have to be the priorities because you know it says in the bible what what you know profit a man if you know, he gains the world and loses his soul, right? And so we were very, very intentional that, you know, first of all, we had the, the spiritual foundation, but that we all operated in our respective roles because in the beginning when we were building the empire, we were running, right? Remember, we were like burning the candles at both ends. Yeah. Um, so we had to make sure that, you know, the, the things that had to be done in the house, like we both had to chip in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right? we both had to, we had to chip in, and yeah. you know we made sure that we carved out and set boundaries around established family time, and made sure that we took vacations, and then we had vacations with the kids, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was it was uh it was it was rough in the beginning, I'll be honest, because right. yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know how to turn it off, to be honest. I you know, I type A personality, I want to make all the money. And I just, you know, I took the business with us everywhere to dinner, to the you know, the kids' games or whatever. I could not turn the business off. And then finally, you know, you know, Sharice would tell me, like, look, you know what, you're way out of bounds. And you <laughs> So, you know, again, I've learned to be a, a good listener. Oh, Are oh, you sure you guys aren't brothers in some kind of way, shape, or form? <laughs> we could literally be at a gas station. We could be eating and just, sure. hey, you know, next thing you know, he's having these conversations. I was like, how do we wind up with a new business partner? <laughs> We're supposed yeah. to be eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, so, it's so, just it, you love it on one hand, right? But then you're like, okay, come on now. Yeah. You do have to have those boundaries because if you don't, somebody's going to be in their feelings at some point in time, right? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. True. That is true. So I have, uh, I noticed that you guys started a 501c3, the Richards Foundation, the Richards Group Foundation. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. The Richard School Foundation, we started in uh, 2011. Okay. You know, and um, for me and Cherise, one of the things that we wanted to do uh, was to give back to the community. You know, initially when we started out in entrepreneurship, you know, growing up, coming from very humble beginnings myself, it was all about let me get the money, let me make all the money I can make. and you know, once you've made a lot of money, you've, you've driven Bentleys and traveled the world, it all gets old. You know, I always say you only can eat a steak so many ways. Yeah. So okay. it all comes back to what are you doing mm -hmm. for the community and for your family? So for us, we started to the foundation to go back in the inner city to teach and pour back in the kids and to teach them to see beyond their circumstances. Yes. So that. one of the communities that we adopted, uh, Brentwood, which is called Brooklyn Manor uh, Project um, over in Northeast D.C., right off of New York Avenue. That's where I grew up. And my mother was a, a, a prayer warrior. And it was it was uh, seven of us in a three bedroom apartment. My mother was a prayer warrior and she just embraced all the kids in the community. And she just gave, gave, gave. And then. You know, when she passed, one of the things, again, that we wanted to do is just go back and make a difference. So I adopted um, that neighborhood. And now I go back and I pour back and give back to a lot of the kids in that neighborhood. And here's what I can share with you guys that's so, so uh, amazing. 
every time I'm in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. it is I, I feel a sense of of peace that surpasses all understanding. For me to just pour back into those kids, I can see myself in those kids. And here's what I can tell you. I always say our community is our responsibility and we should learn, we should earn, and then we should return. So when I'm pouring back into those kids, what I found is that these kids in the hood, all they want is someone to tell them that it's possible. We have a responsibility, you know, to go back and to pour back into our, our community and not depend on the government or no one else to do it. Our community is our responsibility. So uh, we, we uh, have a deep uh, passion for the mm-hmm. foundation and uh, we love doing that and serving and we do it, we do it all, you know, all year long. Wow. Well, you know, that's something that we have to always do. We, we have to uh, really impart into our legacy. Yeah. And when I say that, a lot of people say, oh, that's the business. No, you know what the legacy is? what you just did, because what you have, the skills and the character that you have, when you go and you start imparting and encouraging that into the youth, that you're passing it down. So now they have an inclination of what it looks like to be success, uh, to have a, a, a marriage, a marriage that can work in business and have a successful marriage. Because other than that, they won't know what it looks like. A lot, of, a lot of the children that we come into contact with, they only know a single family. They only know a blue-collar job that's working for, nothing wrong with retail, uh, but, you know, the fast food restaurants. And, you know, and maybe become an assistant manager, making $35, $40, is all they can look forward to. But they don't know about, okay, instead of working there, becoming a manager, owning your own McDonald's, yeah. owning your own chain. And see what you just did, you passed down a legacy yeah, because yeah. you put imparted into the children, the youth, something that no one else can take away from them. It's not a business, it's not money that from you know how we can create generational wealth. But what you have imparted now is your legacy, not only into your own children, but the other children or everyone that you come in contact that you decide that you're yeah. going to impart that wisdom and yeah. that knowledge. Yeah, that's your legacy that you're leaving. Yeah, I think it's really important. So if someone is listening, if you could type that in for me, you learn, you earn and return, because I think that's really, really going to be key in, in this in this time, because it's really important. I when you look at some of the young children, they're looking up to just your your basketball players, your football players. Let's show them what we can do. Like, look, this, you know, Stan and Sharice, they built a business. They are, they're entrepreneurs. And it's great. You know, we do need doctors. We do need lawyers. We do need accountants. That's all great. But you can create multiple streams of income. You can earn, you know, own your own business. You have so many skills. Look at what's on the inside of you. And like you said, encourage them. Start pulling that out. Of them. And they say, wow, and, you know, Mr. Richards came back and, and he owns his own business and he travels and he gives back to the community because you know how people rapidly spread, spread negative information that needs to it needs to spread like wildfire. You can do what Mr. Uh, Mr. Stan and Ms. Sharice has done and you can come back and give back to the community. And it's like a domino effect because we can't depend on anyone else to, to educate and to pour into our children. We've got to start doing this on our own and start pouring back into the communities. Because I think about it when I was younger, um, everyone wanted to be, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to be a teacher. Right. Now it's like, or wow. fireman. Yeah. <laughs> fireman. Nobody wants to be a police officer nowadays. <laughs> they don't have a good reputation right now. <laughs> Let's talk about our business owners and what they can do for the community. You know, I I honor a lot of these, um, the athletes that are doing things. I think like LeBron James opening his own school. Mm -hmm. But those are the types of things we need to also teach them that these are things you can do. You can give back to your community. There's so much. And we need to expose our children to that. If not, they're they're inside of this little box and we want them to live outside of that box. We have quite a uh, a viewership tonight. Um, So. Um, put in the chat box what city and state you're you're located, and also share out this broadcast. Start a watch party because 
this is some great wisdom, some great knowledge. Yeah. Um, that I'm telling you, that what do we have here? When you learn, you earn, you return. Mentoring matters, the gift that keeps on giving. I love that. Oh, I yeah. love that. And just think, you know, it don't, and I want to encourage couples out there that are listening, don't be afraid to, to step out, to be that leader. You know, we're going to have followers, but be, be, the, be a leader, you know, step out and demonstrate that you can make a difference. We need to step out and demonstrate that your marriages can win. Step out and demonstrate the entrepreneurial space. There's so much that our kids can glean from us. And we, and we just have to take the time and just continue to pour into this because yeah. a lot of times it may seem like our kids are not listening. But yeah. have you ever had those conversations for anybody that's listening? You know, if you have kids, you talk to your kids and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it's like at one of those most, um, in one of those moments, they just pop out and all of a sudden they're starting to talk about, you're like, oh, wait a minute. So you were listening to me. It's resonating on the inside. All the time over here. That happens. <laughs> That happens all the time. My sons will be, they'll be quoting us and things like that. And I'm like, man, I've been talking to you for two right. years about this. And now you can hit me with a quote. I was like, okay, you're getting it. And then it's so down in there. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's amazing. Now I have something for all the couples out there that are listening. Do you guys have one suggested resource that you feel that couples should not be without in this day of age or a resource that the two of you particularly use? Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, I say the Bible. <laughs> yeah, definitely the Bible. <laughs> hey, look, don't leave home without it. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. You got you got to put it in here though, so you yeah, never leave home right. without it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, but you were talking um, earlier, um, Eric, about the importance of just protecting our mind. Yeah. Um, and and always developing our mindset. And I believe that that's so key. And so for us, Stan and I, you know, we constantly invest back into our own personal development. And so we have um, a Bob Proctor program that we invest oh, yeah. in and we study mm -hmm. every single day because change happens through repetition. Right. And so I think it's important. <laughs> Somebody said the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. Yes, we gotta, we gotta make sure no matter what you're embarking upon, that the your spirituality is the foundation upon which everything is built. So that's key for us. And so then making sure that we're developing ourselves every day. Like if we're gonna be making quantum moves and and quarantine, then we have to come out of this very differently. And so, you know, how are you spending your time during these days, right? Um, yes. How, you know, how are you, uh, are you just Netflixing and chilling every day? <laughs> you know, I know it's a lot of, it's comments on social media, which I'm watching and we have those moments too, but we have to make sure that we're constantly investing in ourselves so that when we come out of this, what is that next big move yeah. that we're going to be prepared to make. Like, we need to start that now. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what? Yeah. But that seems to be the most um, difficult decision for people today is to invest into themselves. Like, people like yourself and I, uh, we're always um, wanting to uh, to teach and, and build up. Um, but the thing is, it comes with a cost. Because just like we invest in ourselves, when we say invest in ourselves, when you invest money into something, you're, every time you go to the store and you go to Macy's and 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 uh, what is it, uh, Bloomingdale's, and you buy something, you're investing into their stock. But right. turn your money around and invest in yourself. You need to add value to yourselves so you yeah. can add values to others. Because if you don't have no value to add anybody, then they're not going to want to. Yeah, why would we invest in you? And you got to be an example to invest yeah. in yourself. So it costs money. It costs money for us to go and get trained by um, Andy Henriquez to become a master storyteller. It, it comes uh, money to invest in becoming a certified life coach um, or uh, extra John Maxwell or become a licensed financial. So you have to go and study and invest into the test and, you know, and build a team. It takes money. Um, Time. Time is a big investment into yourself. Now, how many people out there 
they, they know they want to do something, but they don't want to pay. It might cost a $49 to enter into a program um, to get training, become a licensed financial advisor or a speaker or a coach, or, but they, they don't want to pay the money. They want you to give it to them free, but that's no investment. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I tell yeah, people totally. all the time, uh, Eric, that, you know, the people you're looking at today is not the, the, the person that I was 14 years ago. I, I, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in our personal development. And I've been coached and trained by them all. Uh, uh, Dr. George C. Frazier, Les Brown, yeah. Tony Robbins. You know, the first book I ever read, when I, I the first book I ever read, I was 44 years old by T. Harv Ecker. It's called A Secret okay. of the Millionaire Mind. And then I was actually trained by T. Harv Ecker. Oh, right? wow. Today, I'm a certified coach with Bob Proctor, a certified consultant. Okay. So Bob is my coach now. Wow. That costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. It costs yeah. money. We, see, here's the thing. We've been, been taught to to invest in, in cars, clothes, houses, even education, but not personal development. And exactly. all the time, your money will never outgrow you. I tell my sons that all the time. Your business or your money will never outgrow you. If you make a million dollars and you're used to making 250,000, you're gonna lose the other 750. I've done it before because you're not ready yet up here. So we we constantly uh, invest invest in our personal development and growth. Now you know, and Sakisha and I, we work with couples um, all over America, and sometimes we wonder, you know, how we come across couples and they're having issues in their relationship, and we're like, hey, why don't you buy our book, our workbook, uh, or you know, uh, uh, or invest in one of our courses or something, um, you know? And you know what? They rather not spend that money. Um, to, to save their marriage. They'd rather go and pay a divorce attorney yes. um, thousands of dollars yeah. versus to try to work yeah. in their marriage and make it work yeah. so they can stay together and won't yeah. break up a family or, or, or their, their relationship, which they had invested a lot of time into. Yeah. They'd rather just give up and say, okay, let's go pay thousands of dollars to a divorce attorney and rather than get a book or take some time out and get a coach or someone to help them. You know. They're looking at it like a cost and not an investment. Right. When I tell people, you know, to work with me, here's what the investment is. Mm -hmm. They'll get, wow, that much money? I'm like, well, look how much it's going to cost you if you don't work with me. Yeah. yeah. Have, how's it working? What you're doing? How's that working for you? You've been doing it for 20 years. How's it working for you? Right. Okay. If you, if, if you know, for me to work with Dr. Frazier or Les Brown or Tony oh, yeah. Robbins, you know, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to work with these guys. Yeah. Yes. That's the best money I've ever spent because not only my life has been changed, but now my children's children and community lives are being changed. That's Absolutely. that legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. But you have to sow to where you, where you want to grow. And I, it's, so that's funny. Someone else is putting that on, oh, so on the screen. You, <laughs> you have to sow to where you want to grow. And it's important. You know, if you want to stay where you are, that's fine. But I want to have a greater uh, level of impact and influence on the people that we're, we're called to serve. And you have to constantly be, I'd say, growing yourself as so yeah. you can continue to add value. So yeah. you can pour into others. You know, when I'm depleted, I need to be filled back up. But yeah. I don't want to be filled back up to the same level. I want to keep going. Exactly. And you have to be able to just constantly invest that time. And it's it's. Some of the things that we will invest in, and this is and there's no judgment against parents, but for me as a parent, I do not want to hear $150 for sneakers. Let me see what you've put aside. What can you do in terms of a business? What can you do for investment? Generate an additional stream of income. All of this, just trying to keep up and, okay, what are you doing? You're spending this amount of money. And after what, a couple of months, you're not going to want them anyway. That's money down the drain. You want something that's going to generate a return on your investment. So. That's part of what we, we do as far as the communication finance section. The finance piece, we like to help uh, and teach people how to build and retain wealth, not just for the current generation, but their future generation. It's a simple thing as a life insurance policy, right? 
Because everybody goes cheap. Oh, I'm going to get the cheap one. I'm giving an example. So hopefully somebody out, out there will look into it, right? Oh, I get the, I can get a $400,000 life insurance for $20 a month, right? But guess what? You ain't going to get no money. I don't think that's us. I think that's on their side, right? But we still moving. Okay, okay. we're back. We're back. <laughs> See, now look at it. They didn't want me. See, the devil didn't want me to tell this here tip, right? Okay, here it goes. Here it goes. Listen, because right now, you have to die within those 10 years for your beneficiaries to, to get any money, right? Mm -hmm. But that's because it's, it's cheap, right? That's cool. But now you want to get what we call an IUL, Index Universal Life Insurance, right? With that, that develops cash as you go, and it's a permanent life insurance. So now, like, like, like for my kids, for example, right? Build and protect wealth. So I start them out now. By the time my daughter graduates college and she's getting ready to uh, to uh, buy her home, right? Maybe she's coming out and she hadn't gotten married yet so she can buy her own townhouse. She can have maybe $150,000 tax-free, take it out, go buy her house. She owns her townhouse. She didn't have to pay any money back. And then she has something of her own, something tangible. And she still has a life insurance so that something happens to her, her beneficiaries. So that's yeah. just one tidbit. And then think about it. When people get sick, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, if you got a 401k, you really can't pull any money out. But you can go into your, right, you got to pay Uncle Sam. You can go into your IUL, pull money out. If you got a $500,000 life insurance, you can go pull $250,000 out and live, you know, off of that, pay your bills. That's yeah. some simple things that can make or break a, a family. Yeah. And still, and, and continue to, to live and build wealth and protect that wealth once you have it. But yeah. how many people really know about that? They yeah. don't, they exactly. don't know it. And that's something that I'm so passionate about. Just right. educating people on the power of life insurance and the fact that you can use it as a vehicle yeah. to get out of debt, to build exactly. wealth and to retire tax free. Exactly. Our people, and, and, and our community in particular, Eric, I mean, you're preaching to the choir with me. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And this is what I try to communicate to people, the importance of, like you said, you had policies on your kids. We did the same thing. Exactly. Because we used it as a vehicle to save for their college. And if they got scholarships or decided not to go to college, they will have that money to start the business. They will have money in their policies to buy their first home. But here's the key, getting insured while you're young enough and right. while you're young enough, right? Because like with Stan, we have our own personal story with him being diagnosed with um, with cancer, um, uh, yeah. cancer um, over five years ago. And so that alone would make him uninsurable even today because he still has some treatments associated right. with that. And so that's that, that would be devastating if yes, you're really now unable to get the coverage that they need because of a sickness, an illness, COVID-19. We don't yes, know how that's, that's right. going to change yes. underwriting going forward. And so our community needs to understand. They need to get with us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, even more, we, we, we also used it for business as well. Right. To, you know, to go in those contracts, use monies, make business investments, and then put those monies back. So these are the right. things that we've learned over the, the last 10 years that we go out and we share with people to try to, to, to lift our community up and, and tell people instead of you going and buying a Mercedes, right. you need to have a million dollar uh, IUL policy. There you go. Because most of the time, I always say this, and some people get offended, but a lot of times in our community, we can't even afford to die. That's true. That's true. You know what you always see on on Facebook? GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Go yeah. yeah. You know, but you know what? The, the IUL is also an asset. Yeah. You're ready to go buy a home when they see yeah. you got. $250,000, $300,000 in your IUL, that's your asset. Yes. They, they won't even ask you for anything else. They, they, you get approved like that. 
Yes. You know, and then there's there's retirement funds um, yeah. accounts out there that only the one percenters know about yeah. where you can retire and get like one hundred and twenty thousand dollars tax free every year for the rest of your life. And if at any point you want to pull that money out, you can pull like five hundred thousand dollars out tax free. Yeah. Everybody think about their 401ks. You know, oh yeah, I got a hundred thousand dollars in my 401k. Oh, you, now, you get ready to go pull it out. You got to right. pay Uncle Sam 20 percent. So hard. your 100,000 right is 80,000. Yeah. Right. So with, with the, I mean, I could go on and on. Yeah. Me too. I, want, I want people to ask questions now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And God forbid if that, like for me, uh, guys, in 2008, I'll share this quick story. For 18 years, I had been putting um, 50 to $100 in my 457 plan at Metro at my job. Mm -hmm. And after 18 years, I had accumulated 130000 And when in 2008, when the market crashed, that 130000 went to 60000 overnight. Yep. Yeah. You know? and, and see, that's the thing about IULs. You yeah. never lose any money. If the you market crashes, it stops you at zero. And yeah. there's even there's even products while the market crashes, you can still earn one to two percent. Yeah, everybody yeah. losing money and you still gaining. I, don't know, I tell people, listen, yeah. I don't like to lose no money. Exactly. You know what they already say? Oh, it's gonna back, it's gonna bounce back. Okay, but yeah, think about mm -hmm. this. You had a hundred thousand, you yeah. dropped like 40, right? I have a hundred thousand. It stays there. So when they come back up, they got to start at forty. By the time they get back to hundred, I'm at two hundred. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. I, and I think it's just about people getting educated. Yeah. And when they hear our stories, mm -hmm. and you know, it makes them more aware. Because this is what I tell people now. You know, eight years ago, when Stan and I got exposed to using life insurance as a vehicle to invest money to save money, mm -hmm. we didn't know. We didn't know. And the initial reaction was being skeptical, not believing. Yep. And right. then we had to ask ourselves, like, just because we don't know, does that mean it's not working? It doesn't exist? Yeah. Like, hello. And so when we were able to get wise counsel for, from someone yeah. who was doing what we wanted to do, right. where we wanted to be, then we were able to take that wise counsel. See, it's one thing to hear a thing. Knowledge is only power when you put it into practice, right? When you use it. And so we started to invest that way. And now, you know, is what we teach our community. Good. You know, what? I'm going to put it out there since we've talked about it. For all those who want to know more about um, wise investments and life insurance and retirement accounts, you can actually go to our website, marriagescanwin.com, click on wealth building, and then there's a piece on there that says a free needs analysis. We'll give you a free needs analysis on what you're trying to do, whether you're trying to retire or whether you're trying to build money for a home or um, education, uh, whatever it can be. And also, you know what we're going to do too? Um, if you haven't looked at the bottom of the um, the the advertisement on um, on the screen, go uh, get your phone out. Text WIN, W-I-N, to 407-258-1246. You can download a free copy of our book, Marriage Can Win, to help you, uh, free, free, to help you um, overcome communication, financial sex in your marriage. So now y'all got some with y'all got some a gift tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a question because I know that uh, we want to be respectful of everybody's time, and I would like to continue just going. I know we could go for like an hour, another hour or two. <laughs> yeah. But you, you guys are also the authors of several books, and I wonder if you can just take a moment and share with our our listeners about the book. Well, my book is called um, From the Bus to the Bentley, No More Limit. And uh, they can find my book on my website, stanrichardsonline.com. But this book is uh, so powerful because it talks about my life story growing up in the inner city, uh, actually graduating, of, uh, couldn't read, pretty much taught myself how to read, overcoming drug addiction by God's grace and favor, drove a bus for 18 years and then became a full-time entrepreneur and started the Richards Group Corporation. So 
This book is great for anyone who wants to go from their bus to their Bentley. Please reach out to me and I would love to share with you how I was able to do that. Put the book up to the camera so they can see. There you go. That's a handsome man on there. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> okay, now, now share your book as well. All righty. Faith, Focus, Action. The journey right. to becoming who you are. So my book is is loosely based on um, my life, but um, the journey and some of the obstacles that I've had to overcome and the way I did it. And then I give opportunity for people to kind of journey what they are learning about their own selves through, you know, what I've been able to overcome. Okay. That Somebody was- said that, that they were looking for the text. Um, Again. It's at the bottom of the screen there. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, Sharice. Okay. Yeah, they were asking about the text. <laughs> so they wanted to see your website. So we wanted to make sure they got the information. You want to put down the screen one more time? Okay. Yeah. Make sure that they know how to contact them. You go to sharicerichards.com to make sure that you stay connected with them and can get copies of your book. It's also it's available directly through your website. Is that correct? That's yes. correct. All right. So what is next for the Richards? What's next for us? We got a lot of well, things growing. Uh, like Sharish uh, shared uh, earlier, five years ago, you know, I was at the top of my game, traveling, doing really well, and okay. went in for a routine physical and, and realized I had prostate cancer. And by God's grace, I've been healed. Um, so we started uh, five years ago a movement called we call Healthy Wealthy Wise. Right. So... What we're doing through the Healthy Wealthy Wise movement is really reaching out to our community and talk about the importance of health. Because I was addicted to, I was literally addicted to food and, and couldn't couldn't shake it. Yeah, that's a whole nother uh, story. But now that I've been blessed to get in the best shape of my life at 58 and a half years old, uh, running three to four miles a day. And uh, I want to share my story with, with, you know, how God had used that challenge to pretty much change my life. That was an emotional impact. And then Sharice, uh, she does the wealthy piece on with the financial services. And I'll, I'll let you share that piece. Here. Yeah. So Healthy, Wealthy and Wise is all about um, build, helping or building a community of people to have healthy bodies strong minds and to build prosperity is what we need in our community. So Stan is very passionate about health because of the journey that he's been on. And so for me, it's, it's, you know, to your point earlier, Eric, it's all about me educating people on the importance of life insurance and using it as a vehicle to build wealth, to pay off debt and to retire tax free. So it's something I'm super passionate about. Um, and then with the coaching piece, just showing people how they can create the life that they want. Yes, they can. God created us yeah. to create. And so we got to move past our fears, get mm-hmm. outside of our comfort zone and yeah. do the work that God has called us to do so that we can serve and impact the world. But you can't do it by yourself. And that's so right. that's why we're excited to partner with people on this journey so they can be healthy, wealthy, and wise in every area of their life. Yes. All right. So in closing, we'd like for you guys to give just what's your one uh, suggested tips so that marriages can win. What tip, what's your your greatest tip that you would give to a couple so their marriage can win? I I would say always be open for change and, and grow. Um, and, and, you know, it's so key in relationships, you know, um, in order to, because things, life is changing all the time and we always have to, to embrace change. So I'll say that's the first thing to, to, to open your mind for change. Open your mind for change. Yep. And I would say communication is key. Communication is key. And one of the biggest things that we've learned is that I have to love staying the way Stan needs to be loved. Yeah. He has yes. to be the way I need <laughs> to be loved. And so communication helps you to express, you know, yourself and what your love language is so that, you know, you can be, you can love your spouse. You can give your spouse what they need, not what yeah. 
yeah. you want them to have. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's key because you have a lot of people they're attempting to love their spouse, but I can't love him the way I need to be loved. I need to love him the way he needs to be yeah. loved. And that is important. Um, before we go, uh -huh. before we call this evening, I also want to let everybody, but Sakisha and I are also embarking on a project. Um, we have, we were talking about defining moments in our marriage. And what we did is we joined with 12 other couples and we're producing a book collaboration called Struggling to Keep the Vows. And right now we're in the pre-sales stage and we still have a few spots left over open this. If you buy uh, our book now in the pre-sale stage, we will also mention you in our acknowledgement, acknowledgement in our book. Right now, you can get a copy at sakisha.strugglingtokeepthevowsbook.com. That's sakisha.strugglingtokeepthevowsbook.com. And in there, we tell you, along with other 12 couples, what we did to get over um, the issues that we that cause us to struggle to keep the vows yeah. and not end up in divorce. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Stan and Sharice has definitely been a blessing. It's been a pleasure. We love the conversation tonight. Uh, we want to thank everybody for joining live it's via good, Facebook. Good. It's been amazing i mean the comments are still coming across the screen okay yeah uh oh wow here's a long one communication is key love each other the way each other needs to be loved communication helps you express your love language sharice richard all oh, right yeah. So we just want to thank everybody out there for joining us. This has truly been a blessing. Um, Stan and Sharice, we would love to have you guys on the show again. We definitely want to stay connected with you guys. This has just been an awesome time. And I really think it's it's times like this just to be able to pour. Like you said, we're doing some changes in quarantine and it's time to just pour into other couples because we do have couples out there during this time that are struggling to keep their vows. Like right after the pandemic, you know, we've had conversations and some of them are saying, yeah, you know, they had to get used to having their spouse at home, but that's amplifying what was on the inside of them. So we want, we think this is an awesome time to be able to share with them the fact that they can pivot, they can shift, you know, things, we understand things may transpire, maybe a, a job loss, that, you know, or unexpected occurs, right. but you can bounce back. You can reinvent yourself. You do need to yeah, invest yeah. in yourself. There are right. so many nuggets of wisdom. I'm sitting here. I was, I was taking so many notes. You make sure you learn, you earn, and you return. You know, I love that. <laughs> that that's like really, really sticking out in my yeah. mind. But you guys have been such a blessing, and we want to tell everyone else: thank you, thank you, thank you again. Right. And so before we go, remember, you have to be the change that you want to see in your relationship. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>